It's Jamal Adams Day. Just a couple hours after commenting in a way beneath him manner on Instagram, he requests a trade from the New York Jets. That's right, it's Jamal Adams Day. He has requested a trade from the New York Jets per Rich Simini of ESPN. And this news comes a couple hours after he got himself into a ridiculous situation on Instagram, replying to somebody's uh, comment. I mean, Jamal, it's social media. These are idiots, most of them who are commenting and hanging on your every word on social media, especially Instagram. To take what someone says on Instagram to heart and to comment on it, Man, that it's quite revealing. It's either quite revealing if he took that with emotion and frustration, or he's doing it on purpose to get out, uh, to make it easier to get out. Who knows? But first, we start with the trade. I mean, you see, you can see this coming a mile away. There's no way. There's no two ways about it. Jamal Adams officially requests a trade. Per report, Rich Samini, the Jets and Jamal Adams situation continues to deteriorate. Adams informed the team he wants to be traded, a source tells ESPN. According to Manish Mehta, Adams is asking for permission to seek a trade. The Jets have not yet granted that request. Now, this happened earlier in the day. Even though it's coming out now. So it could have happened uh, around noontime, morning, around the same time. It, maybe it happened around the same time the Instagram fiasco happened. And it would make sense. Because the way he, re- he capped off the Instagram fiasco was by maybe it's time for a change. Jamal Adams, maybe it's time to move on. Jamal Adams on Instagram commenting, replying to a random commenter. Uh, What that commenter said, we don't know. But honestly, it doesn't matter. Quote, I have time this morning. Adams replied, do y'all just speak without understanding what y'all are typing or not? Yeah, they speak without understanding. This is social media, Jamal. This is social media. The intelligence on social media isn't impressive. How do you not understand this? How could you ask that question? No, they don't know what they're talking about. You don't even know if they're a real person. It's not a real conversation. Instagram and Twitter is not real life. You can't have a real conversation with someone unless you're face-to-face, eye-to-eye, as baseball fans have recently found out with Rob Manford and Tony Clark. Come on, Jamal, the millennial Wake up and understand this. Social media is poison. It continues. Oh, I see what this is. I deserve to be paid, but when I ask to be taken care of, I'm being that guy, huh? What does Pat have to do with me, Pat Mahomes? Pat is about to get 40 to 60 million a year. Well deserved. That's my guy. But don't compare me to a quarterback if you aren't paying me quarterback money. If I was about to get 40 plus, you wouldn't hear me, you wouldn't hear a damn word from me. 
laugh out loud, FR, FR. I'm pretty sure it's for real, for real. You know, I'm not a young kid, but I'll go 90%. FR, FR stands for for real, for real. Um, I'm pretty confident in saying that. Could I be wrong? Yeah, for sure. I'm 37. I don't know what the hell's going on at times, but I'm pretty confident, for real, for real. Don't use the pandemic excuse, Adam said, and this is important, and we'll get get into this later. CM22 got paid not too long ago. Well-deserved. Great friend of mine, Christian McCaffrey. Jamal, what are you talking about? What did you just do? You said, don't compare me to Pat Mahomes. Yet you bring up Christian McCaffrey? He's a running back. You said, don't compare me to Pat Mahomes. He's a quarterback. But wait a second. Don't use the pandemic. McCaffrey just got paid. It's funny. The Carolina Panthers are the thorn in the Jets' side right now for paying McCaffrey in the midst of this craziness going on. But Jamal's not making sense here. Don't compare me to Mahomes. But, yeah, pay attention to McCaffrey. It continues. You're lost, my guy. I'm going to protect myself, just like an organization will look out for themselves at the end of the day. And if you guys don't respect that, cool. It's all love. Maybe it's time to move on. Can't trick a wizard. Love. I, I, I don't know what that means. Can't trick a wizard. Sorry. But the fact that he's wasting his time replying to people, the fact that he's wasting his time even reading the comments on social media tells me a lot, reveals a lot. It's like a Chris Tapp's Porzingis situation. He comes in, the, the stud comes in, he's a coach's dream, you think he's perfect, and then he turns out to be a nightmare. You know, as time goes on, things start popping up where you go, okay, that's it's an interesting move from the guy. I wouldn't have done it that way, I don't like it, but it's only one thing. You try to rationalize for him. And then eventually it gets to be too much. Jamal Adams has turned into Odell Beckham Jr., And even before requesting the trade, he's put Joe Douglas in a situation that he can't win. It's a lose-lose situation. Before the draft, it was possible to win. After the draft, you're not going to get, in theory, you should get more value because you have to wait a year for the next draft, but it doesn't work out that way, usually. So Joe Douglas is against it. But not only that, say Joe Douglas... Uh, trades him. He loses. In the eyes of a lot of fans, and in the eyes of, eyes of a lot of NFL pundits, how do you trade away the, one of the best defensive players in the league? If Joe Douglas keeps him, he loses in the eyes of a lot of Jets backers. Fans have turned against this guy. In a lot of respects, people within the organization, well, they look at Douglas the same. Douglas has preached culture for the last year. He has preached trying to do the right thing for the last year. To preach this, make it about the whole team, make it about value, not just one individual, and then to turn around and dish out money after the guy's complaining and request a trade? How does that integrity hold up in the eyes of everyone around him? And in Jamal Adams' case, how how does Jamal respect a guy like Joe Douglas, his leader, for paying him after he was bullied into a corner. 
it makes one think this is all for show and Jamal just wants to get the hell out. I mean, think about what Joe Douglas has been preaching. It's been all about culture. So the plan is to create the best culture in sports. Um, what do I mean by that? Um, you know, I think uh, you know, best culture is it's a, it's a self-sustaining entity where professionalism, leadership, it's transferred from one generation of players to the next. And uh, you see that in every great team. Every great team has that culture. And that's what we're going to try to create here. You know, um, what is it going to take? It's going to take people with the right level of commitment, character, and confidence. You know, every person, every player that we bring into this building, they're going to be assessed on their fit uh, within our culture and their ability to help us achieve our ultimate goal, which is to win the Super Bowl year in and year out. So um, that's it for my opening remarks. I'll take questions from here. Every great team has that culture. It's going to take people with the right level of commitment, character, and competence. The commitment surely isn't there. The character we all thought was there, we still think is there. And the competence, yes, is there with Jamal Adams. But does Jamal and his recent actions fit what Joe Douglas has been preaching? And how does he now turn around and sign this guy after being bullied into a corner? See, Joe Douglas is... Stance was refreshing this past offseason. Instead of a Mike McCagnan, hey, I'll give you 10%, 15%, 20% more than you deserve on the open market because I'm begging you to come try to save me. Joe Douglas draws a line in the sand. He says, no, you're not going to bully me. It's very important that you're not going to bully me because I need to establish that precedent because players need to respect me and players need to respect the Jets. And for that, Joe Douglas did a tremendous job this offseason. Jordan Jenkins, Brian Poole, got him on very, very inexpensive contracts and didn't rush to the table. Didn't rush to sign the big-time free agent. Played the value game he learned under Ozzie Newsom. How does he then turn around and sign Jamal? It's gotten to a point where it's a complete mess. And the worst part about it for Jamal Adams is the most recent report that's come out is that Adams will play for the Jets if they offer him a deal. But if he's traded, especially where he wants to go, he won't request a contract extension right away. I mean, the guy just doesn't want to be here. And it had to have started with the trade deadline. There's just no way about it. So when the fans say this is a media creation a month ago, two months ago, here we are. It's very real. And the other part of it is the other part of it is this. The last part of it is this. Do the Jets have any, you know, it's the same thing. The, the Jet fan has experienced this time and time and again. Darrell Rivas. It's led to people, you know, two months ago, three months ago, four months ago, saying trading, Jam- trading Jamal Adams is stupid. No, it's not. 
especially not before the draft. That's why saying such a thing is a stupid thing to say because you don't have all the information. Now, in this position, it sucks. Before the draft, Douglas could have got a haul for him. But it goes back to the trade deadline. Was Jamal Adams' feelings that much hurt where that was the beginning of the end? And we talked about it on this podcast recently. Once that beginning of the end happens for an emotional player, like an OBJ, a Chris Porzingis, who's always on social media, who's reading comments, who, who can't let things roll off their shoulder, usually that first thing, that stab in the back that they interpret it in, is the beginning of the end. Chris Porzingis skipping the exit interview. That was the beginning of the end for the Knicks and KP. Jamal, the trade deadline, Joe Douglas not hanging up the phone. That was the beginning of the end. Do the Jets have any culpability in this? It depends on one thing. Was Jamal Adams being correct when he said the Jets promised him a first offer in January and it never came? Was he being correct? You know, the Jets talked about extending him, wanting to make him a Jet for life. Once the season ended, and then the pandemic hit. Is that the hill they're going to die on? Joe Douglas, what does he do now? It's tough to know, because whatever he does do, it's a no-win situation. Whichever one he decides on, trade or sign, he's going to look bad in the eyes of a lot of people. You know, he, he came here to preach a new culture, to act a certain way, to build a team over uh, worrying about individual pieces and individual players, and drawing lines in that sand when dealing with each person. So if he turns around and signs Adams after all this, not going to look good in the eyes of a lot of people. Where the Jets currently stand on how Adams is acting, we don't know. There has not been a statement. Stay tuned. There will be more to come. Until next time.